Hello everyone and uh, welcome back to another episode of the Next Team Podcast Formula 1 And uh, today is we are having episode 5 here and I'm your host Tarun Joining me as usual we have uh, TNT F1's two greatest minds that's uh, BK and Yash Hey guys so, uh, Yep. Two greatest minds, but we are the only minds. Uh. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the two only other minds, other than uh, Rikas as well, who's yeah. not here with us today. But mm-hmm. yeah, so we are recording this a couple of days after the Austrian GP. And I think it will be a little bit later that you guys actually get to watch this or listen to this because of our Euros videos that will be yeah. uploaded in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Uh, do check that out if you're interested. You can watch it or listen to it on our YouTube page. As, uh, as well as our Spotify page, and find us on both these places as the next team and as the next team podcast. And you also have all our links in our Instagram page at the next team SG. Yeah. So, uh, back to the Austrian GP. So first thoughts on the race, guys. Uh, first thoughts on the whole weekend. I think it was a banger. Yeah, <laughs> it was a banger, mm-hmm. and I think it went more or less as predicted. Uh, apart from Lando qualifying in P2 and I think Valtteri finishing in P2, uh, mm-hmm. I don't really think. Uh, I mean, Verstappen won the race. We all uh, predicted that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait, uh, Tarun, did you predict that last week? I did. I said uh, Max <laughs> will take it pole to finish, which he right. did. Yeah, and he did. He led every lap of the race. Uh, he yep. got even faster in qualifying, which is to be expected if it's the second weekend on the same track. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, more or less a, I guess, a pretty standard weekend, I guess. Nothing too crazy. Um, yeah. What about you, Yash? I mean, well, the crazy thing was happening at the back of the field with uh, George and George Alonso. and Alonso. Yeah. yeah, but we'll come back to that in a bit. But uh, yeah, like overall, it was it was a pretty interesting race. There was lots of battles going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Lando was actually challenging the Mercedes throughout the race. Yeah, he it wasn't was, like yeah. he was on merit. It wasn't on um, you know, any like uh, tire strategy or anything. Like on pure merit, uh, Lando was actually challenging Mercedes. So. Uh, it's very good to see yeah. and even Daniel came back uh, on a pretty good P7 I believe yeah uh, because P7, Carlos yeah. on the last lap yeah. yeah so it was it was very like a lot of uh, good things uh, going forward for a lot of drivers mm-hmm. uh, like George I mean although he's unlucky to miss out on the points uh, even P11 is massive for Williams yeah. you know to just be that Williams car fighting for points on yeah. pure merit it's good to see yeah mm-hmm. so, and it uh mm-hmm. it sort of boosts uh, George Russell. Well, not boost. I mean, we all know that George Russell was good anyway. But that car is punching way above its weight, thanks to yeah. George Russell. Uh, he Absolutely. managed to go. He managed to get into Q three this time. So, uh, yeah, congratulations. P nine, I think, right? Yeah, he qualified P nine. P nine, yeah. He he beat Stroll, yeah. And uh, I think at that moment, Williams, whatever the race result was, Williams already had a. It's, it's kind of a win in their books because they already made Q3 which they haven't done in like like I don't know I forgot how many races they haven't done it but it's, it's been a very yeah. long time since they got Q3 I just remember the last last uh, Williams driver to make Q3 was Lance Stroll uh, la- oh really? Uh, I thought it was Ah, uh, no 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 I believe it was Stroll okay well it might have been either one of them because they both raced together right at Lance yeah Stroll's there was a bit yeah, of yeah. overlap yeah well, oh, it's, it's okay. uh, I, I can't remember who it was but <laughs> yeah, it's a, all we know is it's been a long time, and Norris finishing P three with a five second penalty as well, so uh, yeah, I mean, credits to him, and uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Lando is just performing exceptionally this season. Yeah, he's the only driver to be in the points throughout. Yeah, 
his penalty, I'm sure we'll get back to it in a while. Uh, mm, I felt yeah. it was unfair. Yep. But uh, yeah, he's just performing exception, and uh, it kind of helped that uh, you know Lewis had a bit of uh, car issues. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, even regardless of the car issues, uh, his performance was like exceptional throughout the weekend. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's it's very good to I see McLaren back up. Yeah, yeah, I think even before Lewis's uh, damage, actually Norris was matching both Mercedeses quite yeah. well. Yeah, well. quite well, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and Lewis couldn't pass him for, I think, about 15-20 laps, I think, at the start. Yeah. He was just yeah. right behind, and that cost Lewis a lot of time to max. Yeah, mm-hmm. and personally, if if you ask me, I think Norris almost let Lewis through because McLaren know that they are not fighting with Mercedes. Their battle is with Ferrari and the rest of the teams for the third spot. And uh, mm, I, it was a bit too easy yeah. for Hamilton to get past Norris, I feel. <laughs> and given the fact that Hamilton immediately went on the radio and said, Lando is such a great driver, it just <laughs> it, 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 it seems as if it, it, it was just a bit too easy for Hamilton, I feel. You know, but, at that moment, I actually felt that Hamilton was rather praising Lando's defense for like 15, 20 laps rather than Lando just, you know, letting him back. No, no, no. I agree with that also. Um, I, I'm just... I'm just stating that uh, the, the the sheer nonchalance in Lewis' voice <laughs> made, makes it seem almost as if he didn't have to work for it. But obviously yeah, he did. Uh, I just feel like maybe there's a chance that uh, Norris backed out a bit because uh, I think the McLaren team knows uh, pretty well that this is not their battle. Their battle mm-hmm. is for third. And whatever comes after third is just a bonus. There's no point yeah. ruining a race just to just because you're fighting for second or something. And Absolutely. I think Mercedes are like way in front of McLaren anyway, right? Yeah. yeah I so mean, McLaren, are, they're realistically only fighting for P3 in, yeah. the, uh, in the constructors. Yeah. So right. They need to take that into account because the gap between them and Ferrari is like 20, 25 points, I think. Yeah. So it's it's quite it's quite tight there because one race can completely flip the entire yeah. uh, feel around. You're right. Mm. And uh, I want to talk a bit about Ferrari if that's okay with you guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, of I course. feel it's, uh, it's embarrassing that uh, they have McLaren had uh, Ricardo only managed to finish P13 uh, in qualified P13 and uh, I think uh, as a team especially a team with such a high budget such a big team you should be capitalizing on the mistakes that your quote-unquote rivals are making like if Ricardo finishes uh, qualifies P13 uh, and you don't capitalize on it which has been happening for like Ricardo has been uh, sort of kind of missing out on Q3 a bit this season uh, correct me if I'm wrong uh, but you are supposed to capitalize in every single opportunity McLaren at this point essentially only have one driver that is getting the maximum out of their car and Ferrari are still lagging behind them which is frankly unacceptable in my opinion and maybe it's just because I'm a Ferrari fan but it drives me nuts like the fact that there's a top 3 without Ferrari it sounds almost alien to me <laughs> but uh, it's ridiculous and I feel well, I mean they did come back in the race but uh, Ferrari should do better in the qualities for sure uh, I hope to see more like I hope to see improvement from them but uh, if you if you fail to capitalize on the mistakes uh, that Ricardo is making uh, you cannot beat them in the constructors I feel. where did Ferrari qualify again? Huh? Uh, 11th and 12th yeah. okay. so means that George Russell got into Q3 so he yeah but I would say to be yeah but I would say to be honest I think that kind of helped Ferrari in the race 
because that allowed uh, Carlos to go long and then get a new tires towards the end, which allowed him to finish P6. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. but but yeah. but it worked out for them in the race. It doesn't always yeah, yeah. happen. So a absolutely, yeah. yeah. So to to kind of give yourself the best shot, I feel you have to qualify as high as possible. I think everyone will agree with that. But uh, yeah, you just you cannot afford to not capitalize on the mistakes that your quote unquote rivals are making uh, or competitors are making to word it better. Uh, yeah, I just hope to see uh, better things from them. But then I think it's Silverstone next, right? So yep. yeah, yeah. They, they are not gonna do well. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. That's it about Ferrari. Yeah, I think it's just the the fact that Austria has a really power sensitive circuit as well, and right. that's not something that Ferrari have been created yeah. this year yeah. or last year. Ever since they got caught cheating. Um, <laughs> let's yeah. not say yeah. Ever since they got caught, how do you even word it? Like ever since know. they came to a, a, a confidential settlement the, with the, the FIA, yeah, settlement what a load of garbage! They should be embarrassed, uh. Enzo <laughs> Ferrari is turning in his grave. <laughs> but yeah, uh, mm -hmm. what else happened over the weekend? Uh, um, I mean, have the usual stuff that we talk about every race. That's uh, Red Bull versus Mercedes. Yep. Um, another slightly depressing race for Mercedes but a great weekend for uh, Valtteri Bottas yep. Masse, yep. to finish P2 yep. and uh, I think he deserved one of these this this year la. this yep. has been uh, waiting I for think, a long time I think uh, Valtteri must have been crying while he was driving because uh, you know the Mercedes pit crew allowed him to overtake Lewis yeah. which <laughs> rarely happens Yeah, yeah. I, I bet while he's driving and overtaking Lewis he must be crying from the inside like you know something <laughs> happened for the first time for him yeah, mm -hmm. yes. and I mean, ironically, they actually told him not to overtake, just Us, before yeah. they told yeah. him he can overtake. Yeah, I think that was just to like you know cut the losses in a sense because if Lando caught Bottas, he would catch Lewis as well. Yeah, I mean to yeah. be honest, Lando was just one point five seconds behind him, so Lando was mm -hmm. pretty consistent most part of the race. Like, but he just couldn't get into the DRS. I think he said in the press conference as well. Hmm. At the post race, that yeah, uh, like when he got too close, like within a second, he just couldn't keep it up to that because of right. the you know, the dirty air and everything. So one point five at the end of the race, or no, I think it was one point five throughout. But then throughout like the last three four laps, he just backed off. Then yeah, and then it was like two point. It was two point one at the end. Yeah, yeah, two point one. Yeah, um, but then he was he was pretty consistent, Lando. Like, yeah, he, yeah, he was. He was. I I felt that I like I had a bit of hope that maybe he could have overtook him. For P two, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, and I, I'm just gonna say the five second penalty for Lando was total garbage. Yes, yes, garbage. It was total BS. Because uh, uh, yeah. I, don't I don't know, know. man. Because you see, at that corner on the outside, I think just the last year, Alban had the same thing and he spun. Yeah. So I, I feel Perez should have known that better because yeah. the the corner is always turning outside. Mm -hmm. Like you know, it's curving to yeah, the yeah, right. Yeah, you're so right. That already leaves you on a bit of a disadvantage because the guy on the inside is gonna go a bit wide on the yep. normal ra racing yep. line. Yep. So what Perez should have done was, I don't know if you guys remember, Charles had a switchback move, I think, on some Yeah, yeah. But that's a nice move. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Charles was really clear. He went on the outside. He led the, I think, was it Ricardo? I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember who it was, but I yeah. only yeah. remember Charles. Like, you remember the move, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah so I do, I do. He let the guy go deep and then he switched back. Yeah. And I feel that's what Perez should have done. It was, one it was outside, inside and outside, right? For Leclerc. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Outside, that was, that was yeah. a good move, yeah. Uh, and I think personally, a lot of people are drawing parallels to this and 
to the Paris and Norris incident to the Alburn and Hamilton incident from last season. Uh, on the day that the Alburn and Hamilton crash happened, me and Tarun got into a heated disagreement. So I already <laughs> know that we're going to disagree on this. But I feel at that, given that situation, because Albon was in front, like he got a hit mid-corner. So I think that was his corner to take. And that's why Lewis got the five-second penalty. And this time, I don't think Perez had a... Uh, I don't Norris think Perez was... Yeah, Norris was ahead throughout the corner. So yeah. he doesn't get... Pri- uh, so he shouldn't be penalized if Checo doesn't back out. It shouldn't work absolutely. that way. Yeah. Uh, Norris got robbed of P2 because of that. Because he yeah, only finished absolutely. 2.1 yeah. behind. Yeah. So Definitely. Uh, I it, it shouldn't happen. But uh, Perez also, I mean, he had his fair share of penalties as well. Uh, to do the same thing to Leclerc and then to do it again. Yeah. But to, to be... Yeah. To, yeah. To be fair, I think the second one... Second on, one was also a penalty, I think. Yeah. The second one I, was definitely yeah. a penalty. Yeah. Uh, Maybe the first one was pretty harsh. Much. Yeah. First one was harsh. Yeah. I need... I didn't really see the replays on the first one. I just... Since... Like uh, Perez getting a penalty doesn't really affect me. I didn't really pay much attention to the replays. <laughs> but... Uh, the one on Charles when Charles came around the outside uh, is definitely a penalty <laughs> and uh, yeah. I but to the thing that was uh, that made me so annoyed about that was um, well no not so annoyed the thing that makes me kind of feel for Perez for the second one is that people don't usually overtake around the outside on that part because there's no runoff mm. is curb and then gravel yeah, yeah. so uh, but you can see this Al- 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 Alonso tried it on Russell and uh-huh. then he backed out of the very next corner yeah. which was smart by Alonso because if he kept it going there's probably going to be a crash there yeah. mm. so yeah. I feel that's that's sometimes like drivers need to take that into account like Perez especially for the Norris incident yeah. sometimes you just have to back out yeah. like there is no way you can't force your way through it. Yeah. and to be honest Perez he himself went out wide you know it wasn't like Norris pushed him all the way yeah, I think right. Norris left him a small gap not the biggest of gaps but then Perez just decided to go wide instead like yeah. slightly wide but even then it wasn't uh Norris isn't obliged to give him the gap because he yeah. has the corner there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's only, the car in front. Yeah, it's only when uh, I think the car on the outside is leading uh, and then you push them off. I think that is, uh, I think that's a penalty. But mm. uh, yeah, as we've discussed, I don't think it happened. So uh, the yeah. Norris penalty was a sham and it yeah, cost I mean, him dropped him off P2, man. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's three points, which I mean, every point is mm. important, but Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be worse. It could be worse. Yeah, absolutely. Because the I points... think P2 would be Norris if he had finished. Would it be his highest ever F1 uh, finishing uh, position, I think, P2. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's only got P3, I think, so far. And P2 in Monaco, isn't it? Was it P2 no, P2 was... Uh, P2 was uh, Sainz. Oh, yeah, Monaco, P, yeah, yeah. So he just got P3 all the way so far. So yeah. P2 would have been his highest finishing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, but I think I, the three points would have been more valuable for McLaren as the team. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think they're like only nineteen ahead of Ferrari now. Yeah, uh, mm. nineteen. Wait, let me check. Uh, well, my tables I, are not loading. I <laughs> think my math is right. It's nineteen. Ferrari uh, is on one two two. McLaren is on one four one. Yeah, they are nineteen points yeah. behind. Okay. And, okay. Uh, Quick math. Yeah, and Ferrari. The thing is, Ferrari still have a chance, but that is purely because. Uh, McLaren's second driver is having because you know he's in the first season in the team and um, you know I, I guess you can kind of I, I understand why he's not performing mm-hmm. but honestly for him it has to hurt like I feel for Ricardo because he, he left Red Bull in the first place because he didn't want to be in the shadow of a young 
like a young gun and he goes to Renault it doesn't work out he gets a podium but overall I'd say his time in Renault is still like a bit of a failure and even Absolutely. after Renault become uh, Alpine they seem to have regressed even further I feel yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, now he's come to McLaren so he's kind of he's kind of in this circle and he's back where he started he's he's older he's like what three four years older and yeah he's back again in the shadow of a young gun but it's still his first season is fine uh, as long as McLaren if they've been um, improving if they continue to improve in the same trend that they've been improving I can see Daniel well I mean fingers crossed I hope to see Daniel competing for a title soon but uh, Lewis just signed a contract until 2023 so uh, well you know you never know uh, I mean Kimi is 40 he's still driving so yeah. you really never know I mean, to be fair for Ricardo, I feel uh, he knows that McLaren have a good car. Yeah. So he himself is not worried about the team. You know, yeah. like that wasn't a case where he was at Renault where the team's car wasn't the best. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. He was fighting for the back of the grid, uh, mid of the grid rather than fighting at the top. Yeah. Uh, at least in the top five, at least. Whereas Lando has shown that this McLaren is more than capable of finishing yeah. in the top five. Yeah. yeah. Uh, competing with the likes of Perez sometimes and even uh, Bottas. Yeah, because uh, those two are just not as quick as you know Hamilton and Verstappen. Yeah, and um, it's just about Ricardo trying to find his fit in the car. Uh, I think he's only having troubles in the braking. Yeah. So I read this interesting stat over the weekend. I think in slow speed corners, Norris was carrying about ten to fifteen kph more than Ricardo. Oh. So wow. if you take that's that, steep. Uh, yeah, that if you take that across yeah. the lap time, that's at least about seven, eight tenths, which is what Ricardo is usually behind Norris. Right. And mm. because the field is so tight now, like if you remember qualifying, I think from top, like especially in Q1, okay, from P1 to I think P15 was I think 1.5 seconds, which uh, is in quality? around there. Yeah, oh, in yeah, Q1 yeah, yeah, yeah. In Q1 I remember, least, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. so the field is very tight now. So that's yeah. why Ricardo is not getting into Q3. Yeah. But I know that, you know, we all know the driver Ricardo is. It's yeah. just once, you know, he gets the confidence in the car he needs, I think he will be up there with Norris. Yeah, definitely. Uh, whether he can beat Norris is a different thing. Uh, but it's going to be an exciting no, battle. When... If, you, if you took the 2016 Ricardo that was in Red Bull and put him straight into this McLaren car right now, him and Norris will have a huge battle at the... At, yeah. Uh, I think that, that's the difference as well. Because, you know, because he made a step into a car which is... Uh, Arguably a lot slower. Yeah, it, it's it's affecting his driving style because he's used to driving something which is a lot slower. So now that he has yeah. a slightly faster machine, it's it's he's finding it a bit difficult to drive it. I guess. Right. It's yeah. like similar to how Sergio Perez he made a move to McLaren in yeah. his early days, yeah. and it didn't work out because McLaren right. was a slightly faster machine. So he was finding it difficult to, yeah. you know, braking and all that stuff. Yeah. So, but I mean, I hope. But how you many know, how many races would you? Oh, you just finished first. Finish first. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just gonna say that I hope that he finds his speed soon. So I guess that links up to you what you're gonna say now. Right. Uh, no, I was I was actually asking how how many races do you think? Because it's been eight races, right, so far. Uh, and yeah. so how many yeah. races do you think he should be allowed this particular like? How many races would it take him to get used to the car? Is what I'm asking. Uh, I mean, to be fair, as a fan, right, McLaren fan. I am not too concerned about the fact that if he's even behind Norris, right? It, if, if, if like Ferrari are where they are and Norris is performing where he is performing consistently, I will not be worried at all. Right. I'll be okay with Ricardo taking his time. Right. But then the question comes when Ferrari are actually getting better, closer and closer right. to McLaren. 
then the pressure's on Ricardo to perform as well because you can't back Norris because Norris is only one driver. You need two drivers, you know, two drivers make a team. Right. So at the moment, I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I feel probably after the summer break, he needs to start showing the pace he has at least. Of course. Uh, well, okay. So uh, there's another side to that, uh, that argument, which is uh, this works for McLaren only as long as Lando is in the race. Because F1, no, anything yeah. can happen. A tire might blow. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah so absolutely. currently, McLaren are on 141 points. 101 of them are from Lando Norris, and mm-hmm. only 40 are from Ricardo. And both Ferrari drivers have more points than Ricardo. Uh, yeah. Sainz has 20 more points, and Leclerc has 22 more points. So it just takes, and the gap between McLaren and Ferrari right now is about 18 points. It just takes like one one bad race, and maybe Ferrari have like a one or two point lead on top. You you never know. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I just feel that uh, well, hopefully Ricardo finds his pace sooner rather than later. Yeah, uh, yeah. For McLaren's sake, at least. So. I mean, at least in Australia, it was pretty okay. I felt yeah. he started P thirteen, finished P seven. P seven. That's a great uh, recovery drive from him. Actually, yeah. I feel this season that's sort of been his thing. Like he's he tends to he tends to fall short on Saturday, but on Sunday he makes up for it. So yeah. if we. Uh, I know this is like a, it's not really an accurate way of uh, gauging but if he fin- if he qualifies at 13 and he can end at 7 if he qualifies at 9 I mean he won't end up at 3rd but he will definitely finish a lot more than 3rd 7th yeah, yeah. uh, because uh, we all know Ricardo has that overtaking ability I mean that's kind of the thing that he's known for so mm. uh, yeah as long as he he needs to buck up on Saturday uh, so uh, so that He can get better results on Sunday. I I feel he's just falling a bit too short on Saturday, in my opinion. Yeah. I think I think there's also the flip side to the argument, which is that uh, he's fin- currently finishing seven because that's kind of like the theoretical limit that he can hit. Mm-hmm. Because he's like qualifying in thirteen. Uh, no, saying? even if he like qualified higher, uh-huh. the cars and the drivers in front are faster than him. Hmm. Okay. As compared to because him, if, if more more often than not, if you are if you qualify around eighth or ninth this season, you're kind of in Ferrari territory because that's where they are. Sort of, and yeah. this McLaren is a hell of a lot faster than the Ferraris, so um, he'll at least be able to get the jump on them. That's the thing. You don't really mm. have to beat everyone else. You just need to beat the Ferraris to finish third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. I mean, if you take Ricardo and if he has the pace which Lando shows, then you know I have no doubt that both the McLarens can be either. Four, five, six, anywhere in that regards, at least. Right. Yeah. If, if if he yeah. shows that pace, so you yeah. could say maybe with the with the pace he has right now, P seven is very good for Ricardo. You right. could say that, but we know that Ricardo has a lot more pace in him. So right. once yeah, he shows that pace, expectations going to be a lot higher then. Yeah. Well, is there so I guess, about, Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Go yeah, on. I guess now he's still in his uh, honeymoon phase, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. He just has to start performing soon, lah. Yeah. Hmm. He needs to yeah. st- he needs to start moving to the honey badger face <laughs> sooner. Yeah, uh, I, I I'm yet to hear the lick the stem and send it from him. Ah, uh, yeah. Season. <laughs> well, he has been a bit. Uh, actually, you can almost see it in his demeanor, right? He's, I feel he he was a lot more cheerful when he was at Renault than now, but I think mm. that is mostly so. because he he's being shown what the machine can do and what he is not achieving yeah, yeah. week in week out. So I think mm. this will pass for an athlete like him. It, it's normal. So yeah. Uh, yeah, hopefully he comes back stronger. 
I don't know if I'm reading too much about this, but I don't know if you guys saw Daniel Ricardo's Instagram post. Uh-huh, so uh, last week was his birthday, uh-huh. and he posted. He didn't post anything last week because I think he had a quite bad race. I think I can't remember now. Yeah. But then now this week he posted and uh, thanking um, like all the fans for the birthday messages and he talked about his race and stuff. But I just found that a bit, um, how to say, um, odd. yeah, odd. Like you know, after a week of your birthday, you are trying yeah. to, right? I don't know. I I'm just trying to maybe think of is that you know, it's in that he can see what Lando can do. It's kind of just not giving him that happiness, which yeah, yeah. He knows he can do, but he's yeah. just not able yeah. to do it at the moment. Yeah, which is which is which is uh, expected, almost. Yeah, uh, it's expected yeah. of him. Yeah. yeah, he finished thirteenth in stereo, by the way. Uh, yeah. yeah, so, so you, it's, that, a, it's that a bad weekend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. But I think as a driver, you would need to have that kind of a mentality where you see your teammate doing a lot better than you, and you would want to be in the same position. Right. If you're happy with what you have, then yeah. you know your your teammate is your first competitor, as they always exactly. say. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, we've yeah, kind of run. covered the top part of the grid. Yeah, we've talked quite a bit about the penalties given out, and uh, I think we concluded that uh, Lando's was unfair. Checo's first one was pretty unfair. Second one was uh, quite spot on. And, I mean, there uh, are people actually saying the second one was also quite a sham. Uh, I I'm hearing it on Twitter, but yeah. And my opinion, from the way I've seen it, is that uh, Checo, while he was well on the inside and uh, Leclerc was on the outside, I think uh, there was a snap of oversteer which where he turned mm-hmm. right, yeah, and that yeah. kind of forced Leclerc off rather. Yeah. So yeah. I would say I don't know if uh, he made like that was intentional or whether he just had oversteer at that moment. Uh, right. We don't know, but then uh, if, if if he meant it, then definitely it's a penalty. Mm. But if if let's say uh, it was oversteer, then it's just a bit uh, unlucky in that regard. Then. Right. But then arguably that five seconds, I feel is deserved for him. Right. Mm. Right. Right. And uh, we did talk quite a bit about Ferrari. And uh, now moving on to I think what was one of my favorite drives of the weekend that will be Russell. Yeah. And, Brilliant uh, weekend from him, honestly. What a performance, yeah. right? Yeah. What a performance. To miss out on, to miss out on Q three. Last week in uh in what eight hundreds was it eight eight thousands eight thousands sorry okay eight thousands and to get Q three uh this race in six thousands so <laughs> we're dealing with very very fine margins here and Cross, yeah. uh, he's honestly he didn't capitulate uh last week you know after last week and he didn't get Q three and mm-hmm. um, he just came back stronger which is awesome I think the fact that it's the same circuit obviously helped him a lot. But uh, mm. that could be said for all the other drivers as well. So overall, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, very it's a very level playing field. Yeah, sense. very very good drive. You're unlucky with Alonso, um, yeah. and uh, I mean that yeah. was a great battle. He really made yeah. Alonso fight to yeah, get yeah. in Because yeah. uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, Alonso is trying a lot of different lines. Like yeah. in turn three, he mm. was going really deep, trying to get better traction out, yeah. and all that stuff. So which is a bit unusual. You don't see drivers do that. You know, drivers would try to hit the apex. Yeah, uh, Alonso is instead trying to go wide of the apex and get a better get in, exit yeah. out of it. Yeah, so I mean, he really made Alonso fight for that one point. Yeah, mm. and it was great to see Alonso afterwards. You know, yeah, uh, being like I think he said that if there's any driver he didn't want it, Russell to be the one. Yeah, he had to overtake or something. something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, No, I think Russell was the one who said that if he had to defend from any driver, he wouldn't want it to be uh, oh, Alonso. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, Alonso as well is what thirty eight now. 
uh, still enjoying his racing his radio after the qualifying was very nice to hear he was uh, he really seemed to enjoy that lap so yeah. it's nice to see alonso is not phoning it in for the paycheck or anything he's actually enjoying his racing Uh, yeah. which at least it's it's nice to have at least one veteran show some emotion on the grid uh, unlike Kimi <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah ah, well, Kimi, Kimi did show emotions at the end of the race but, <laughs> but <laughs> I had no idea I have no idea what happened there you know like both of them were genuinely just on their own lines uh, yeah. totally apart yeah. and, and they I just come Kimi together for no reason yeah I yeah. think Kimi turned it a bit uh, Wettel was all the way on the outside so yeah. there's no Vettel had no fault there. Yeah. And I think after the race, he got like a 20-second time penalty or something. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, I have no idea that that happened. Two points as well. Yeah, two points on license. Yep, absolutely. Oh, wow. Who, uh, Raikkonen got the points on the license, is it? Yeah, yeah, Raikkonen. Oh, wow. Okay, I... I'm should have pro- I probably closed the closed the race after <laughs> after after Max won, but okay. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they didn't show it until like during the ceremonies. Then they showed like replace right. So, like, right. We didn't yeah. know this thing. That speaking was... of uh, speaking of time penalties, boys, Yuki Tsunoda actually got two of them, for very <laughs> stupid reason. Same thing, uh, both yeah. times. Yeah, both same times. same identical things. penalties yeah, both yeah. times. Yeah. yeah, so that's uh, uh, Yuki has had. I maybe I expected too much of him when the season started because he had a fantastic showing Bahrain. in Bahrain. Yeah. Uh, but I think Yuki will be disappointed with himself. But he's very very young. He's what, uh, 21? 20. He's yeah. 2001, is it? He was born in 2001? I think or so. 2000. Well, yeah. I mean, either yeah. way, uh, I remember Vettel and uh, Hamilton once discussing on a press conference. He was saying that uh, the day I will think about retiring is the day I get beaten on the on the grid by someone born in 2000. So, <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah. it's already happened this season. I think Sunoda has finished above Vettel once. So yeah. <laughs> now nah, I'm just putting it out I mean, there. He, like, he did it again in uh, in, in Austria. Uh, in, oh, yeah. Technically, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, Sunoda, Sunoda's performance have been sort of a coin flip this season. It's either yeah. impressive or it's terrible. And uh, but then again, first season in Formula One. So mm-hmm. if you're willing to cut Daniel so much slack for his first uh, season in a team, we should be able to yeah, cut yeah, Yuki. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, you would, you would I, I guess from the rookie driver yeah, yeah. on the grid. Yeah. I mean, oh, I would yeah. expect him to be slower in terms of his other teammate, which is Gasly, who we all know is an exceptional driver. Yeah. But then his penalties, I felt, was purely a rookie. I would, I, I would be disappointed with that, honestly, as a team yeah. boss. Yeah. Because Yuki, it's not that Yuki has not raced at this track before Austria. F2 comes yeah. to Austria as well, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. So, He has raced on this track before. He knows that you know you have to stay on the inside of the pit yeah. pit line, mm. and I mean he didn't exit it too much, but then it's it's just really yeah. stupid, man. I like, mean, but it's all about margins, I guess. And absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's been two races then, like nobody else has gotten that. And he yeah, and he fight, he just had a race last weekend there. So yeah. why would he? It's not so that? much the penalty itself, but the fact that it happened two times. Twice. Exactly. That. Yeah, that's why. Wait, but he pitted twice only, right? So yes, so each pit stop yeah. he 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 messed up, so yeah. that's a yeah. that's a 100% failure rate, dude. So <laughs> yeah, he should be disappointed with himself, but uh, uh, hopefully he comes back stronger, I guess. Yeah. Uh, towards the back, Vettel is okay. Vettel DNF. Uh, yeah, he had a crash with Raikkonen. Uh, yeah. Is that Wait, all? Did did Kimi finish the race? Uh, 
after the crash. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to say did. no, but he, no, it says plus one lap, so he yeah. did, he did finish. Wow, Vettel yeah. didn't finish. I think he got beached on the gravel. I think Kimi was able to ah, drive himself right. up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it, really. I think the only DNF which really happened was Ocon. Yeah, Ocon, oh, lucky. we have yeah. to talk about Ocon, man. Ever since he penned the contract, he's been having a horrible time. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's I think Austria so just bad. had a friendly place for him. Yeah. Both, uh, both the races. Well, he was, he was out on the first corner, right? So, out yeah, on the first corner. This, the first corner. It, it is the first corner, yeah. So, yeah. out on the first corner this race, and uh, I'm trying to find the... What happened? I think someone race. someone took him out. Who was it? Oh, was it Giovanazzi? Giovanazzi. I, I remember it was one of the Alfa Romeo. Yeah, it's Giovanazzi. You mean in Austria, is it? Yeah, uh, in yeah, Austria. Austria. Last week. I mean in Austria, he was sandwiched in between two cars. Yeah, it's it's uh it's not it really his fault. A Haas on the left. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh it's it's, it's, it's just unlucky. Yeah. Giovanazzi. Yeah, Giovanazzi. Really yeah, that was really unlucky. Yeah, and uh, I mean speaking of uh, Haas, Mazepin uh did piss off. Kimi in one of the practice sessions. No. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I mean, Wait, you guys I'm want the emotion from uh, the the, the ice man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, we all know Kimi has has an angry side. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted yeah, to see more. I, I I always want to see more of wholesome Kimi. You know, like <laughs> ice cream in Sepang kind of Kimi again. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, but I think those days have passed him. I guess being a part owner of the racing team, maybe also kind of takes the. <laughs> So, if, say, a rookie was to impede your way, he's kind of getting in the way of your entire company. So, yeah, of, course, of course, you'll get angry. Uh, yeah. But, I, I mean, mean... I mean, Kimi did say in Netflix, he's just here for the... He's, he's just as a hobby. Yeah, so. he's here as a hobby. <laughs> oh, yeah. What true. a boss, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, such a boss. And, like, he, he said that he's here as a hobby and somehow he's still here for this season. <laughs> But yeah. of course, he's also. It's just very good at his hobby. I mean, can't yeah. blame him. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a good hobby, and uh, yeah, and then being Mesopin just being Mesopin, so there's nothing really to talk about <laughs> over there. Um, and I, I really want to see Mazepin beat Schumacher on pure merit. I've not seen that this season. Oh, I think. It's, I think we'll be waiting a while. I think I think it's a long time coming, bro. It's, yeah. I mean, didn't Schumacher like finish a lap ahead of him, a few races back? Was it Baku? No, it wasn't Baku. Yeah. I can't remember, but yeah, I, I know what it's a few yeah, races he's back. Always he... very ahead of Mazepin. Dude, it's mm. it's not happening anytime soon. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, we can't really judge that as well because we don't know how uh, Haas have been playing the strategies because they've just not been getting any camera time. I would be Haas. very surprised if I mean if Haas really have much of strategy to begin with, because they're always at the back, right? I mean, I'm kind yeah, I, of I, course. Yeah, I know it sounds like joking, but I'm actually quite serious. <laughs> like I'm quite serious, but. Uh, since they are at the back of the pack I don't think any strategy they can come up with matters and even if they do the preferential strategy will be given to the investor's Guy. son no like the, yeah. yeah like I think okay. it's uh, yeah and the the way well I, I just feel like if they had a strategy the stronger one would be given to Mazepin I just mm. uh, I, I have that vibe but, I might be wrong yeah. but I have that vibe I, no, I, mean, I, I just don't know what's going on at the back, back there yeah. I mean I, I just I'm just saying it's a pure just because Mazepin gets a lot of hate. Yeah, he does. Which, well, mm. arguably, it's you know questionable to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm just saying that you know, since he's in the sport, I think now we should just try and 
see what he can do, try to support him. All right. But uh, you know, if he doesn't show that he can be in the spot, then I guess definitely, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of other drivers who deserve that seat instead. Right. But hasn't been great for him so far. Yeah. Yeah. But but we all know he's not going anywhere for yeah. the next two or three years. Ah, yeah. that's true. Unless he has to go back and do his army service or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> this conscription in Russia. Uh, I don't know. I just re- I was reading some article about. He might not be in the grid next year because oh. he might have to go back and do. He's the he's the son of an oligarch, dude. He's not enlisting into any army. He's not happening. Uh, I mean, the father I mean, yeah, would the so. army off. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't think it's happening. But I mean, yeah. uh, well, we'll wait and see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys want to move to the next topic? Mm, yeah, I think we've pretty much Covered. rounded off the back of the grid. Yeah. Um. So that's uh, that's it for our rundown on the Austrian GP. I guess we should talk about Hamilton's new contract for a bit. Yeah, until twenty twenty three. I kind of saw it coming anyway. Yeah. I even though I was like crossing fingers, hoping for him to retire, but mm-hmm. it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think right now he only really has uh, one goal in his mind. I think he would. I personally, I think he wants to beat Michael's record, and then uh, I think he'll yeah. just retire. I think Absolutely. there's no reason pushing. And I think he wants to try and see how the new cars are as well next yeah. year. See, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But like according to papers, the new car should allow better following, better racing and stuff. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, if that racing is what Hamilton probably wants, then he might stay even further because he's right. only thirty five, thirty six. So he can stay at least four or five years easily. Yeah, in a spot. Yeah. and uh, fitness I, is not an issue for him. Yeah, right, absolutely. And I, I have, I think almost two high hopes for the for the for the regulations coming up. Because I really want to see racing again. I I want to see like proper racing where anyone can beat anyone. It's not mm. gonna go to that level, obviously. But I just want to see a bit more competitiveness. I think this season is actually fine because you have Pretty McLaren. Good, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's very very good. You have uh, Red Bull on top and Mercedes maybe stumbling a bit. And I'm trying to see if McLaren can sort of capitalize on that. See where Ferrari finish. And <laughs> I th- I think it's quite. I think it's been quite a nice season so far. We have a... I think this year it's been more of like a, a like you have different batches of competition. Right. You have uh, up top you have Ferrari. Uh, sorry, up top you have Red Bull and uh, Mercedes. <laughs> oh, sorry, Red Bull and Mercedes, and uh, just behind them there's the McLaren and uh, Ferrari. Uh huh. And then you go a little bit further down, we have uh, AlphaTauri, Aston Martin, yep. and Alpine all in the competition. Yep. And mm. you know there's uh, Alfa Romeo, Williams, and Haas just trying not to finish last, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. So it's a uh, yeah. It's like pockets of competition. It just mm. let's hope to see all of them sort of like the gap between these pockets kind of a little bit a, a little bit closer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it'll be better. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I just want to make one bold prediction before right. we go forward. I feel Russell's going to get a Mercedes seat next oh. year. Oh, you know what? I back you on that. I I hundred I I feeling it very strong. Dude, you know there was a there was a, I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was a Formula One. Uh, they uploaded a video. It was called uh, mm-hmm. "Team Bosses Uncensored" or something. Like oh, they they they, right. they they asked all the team bosses uh, a question, oh. and then they would answer. And mm-hmm. uh, they asked Toto Wolf if you could have one driver from the grid uh, right now as your third driver, as in not as a third driver. If you have a third car, mm. who will be driving that? And he immediately said George Russell. So <laughs> it doesn't look good for Ocon right now, but uh, but he, at least he has a contract until what twenty twenty four. He just signed his new contract, so yeah, would be. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully he'll be. I think Ocon will be vying for that Hamilton seat once it frees up. 
So mm. yeah, we'll see if it happens. I mean, he's he's right, rep- part of uh, Mercedes. Yeah, he's represented by Toto Wolff. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's correct. Yeah. I don't think he's under Mercedes anymore. Yeah. But he is represented. His by agent Toto is uh, Toto Wolff. Well, just just a sidetrack. I feel that um, well, Hamilton's contracts end in 2023, and Verstappen's contract ends in 2023 as well. Oh, it's uh. I'm saying. No, but I think honestly, I think Helmut. <laughs> I think Helmut Marko will give up an arm and a leg to keep Verstappen in Red Bull. I think they're going to yeah. pay him whatever he asks because you can't have him. Okay, let's say he wins it this season. You can't have him taste victory and then move somewhere else because yeah. if he moves there and he starts winning with Mercedes, that's it. It's Hamilton and and Hamilton and Verstappen all over again for Red Bull and I don't think uh I don't think it'll happen. By Hamilton and Verstappen I mean that there's a strong di- driver in the Mercedes side. And Red Bull is maybe mm. lagging a bit behind. Ah, right. So I don't yeah, think yeah. they can. I don't think they can afford that. I I think that kind of thing keeps them awake at awake at night. <laughs> I think uh, Christian Horner, <laughs> Christian Horner sleeps beside his cell phone. Just any time that Verstappen feels like he wants a new contract, he's just gonna give it to him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I'm just checking you guys. If Verstappen wins this uh, season, will he still be the youngest uh, driver to win the championship, or has he lost that chance? I, I think he has lost his chance. Yeah, Seb was yeah. 23, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> Seb was different, man. Like yeah. Was, but, I mean, I think to be honest also, Seb came into the sport a lot later. Yeah. Because I think he came in 2007, mm. was it? Yeah. 7, I think. And he won in 2010, whereas uh, Max has been in the sport since 2015. Yeah, so he was I think six years now. He he got his super license before his driver's license, so yeah. He's very <laughs> very young. <laughs> Uh, interesting honestly it's almost impressive that he came in in such a young age and yeah he's able mm. to just like i mean because of max specifically they changed the super license requirement now you have to be at least 18 yeah he's yeah it's so crazy max is the wow. youngest record to be a f1 driver for sure for quite some time now mm. right yeah, it's probably not going to change until they change the super license regs. super license yeah, yeah exactly but yeah i don't think he'll be the youngest Championship winner anymore? He'll be 24 by the time the season ends. Okay, so Seb was 23 years and 134 days. Ah, uh, so mm. he missed it by one season. Um, yep. <laughs> Christian Horner was actually very, uh, I think a few seasons back he was very very, uh, almost hell bent on making Max the fastest. I don't know, not the fastest, the youngest uh, champion. And uh, mm. I think the the cars. I think Mercedes was just too good. But uh, you know, yeah. better late than never. I think 24 is still a very very young age to be a champion and Absolutely. i think max okay. if if max wins this he's he has at least one championship guaranteed i think he's going to win definitely because the moment luis retires he's the best driver on the grid and i don't think yeah. anyone is beating him so uh I, it's just a case of whether he wins one or whether he wins four or five so we have to see a formula 1 does work in eras so you know we had the schumacher era we had the hamilton era Mm. I think maybe I think maybe the Verstappen era is starting. We'll see what the new regulations do. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, and speaking of new regulations, there is a new qualifying system that is coming to Silverstone, which is uh, it's currently confirmed for Silverstone, Monza, and uh, one more that it's uh, not confirmed yet. So basically, what this new system is is that we will now have uh, Friday with one practice session and after that there will be a normal qualifying session mm-hmm. that you know that we have now with Q1 Q2 and Q3 
and this will determine the qualifying grid for the sprint race that will happen on Saturday yeah. after a 60-minute free practice on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the results of that sprint race will determine the actual starting lineup for the for the Sunday Grand Prix. Yeah. yeah. Is uh, so, yeah. Uh, you want to just give your thoughts first? Yeah. Um, I just feel like this is bringing forward the race a little bit more. Yeah. And it's just uh, they say they want to promote competitiveness with this, but I don't think that's what's happening. Yeah. Really. I don't see what's happening. Uh, I don't see that. Uh, I don't see that happening as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. Uh, I I kind of think it's almost a ploy to increase viewership for Saturday because as F1 fans, we all look forward to Saturday. We know mm. for a fact that Saturday is the is the fastest day of the weekend, uh, but the layman doesn't know that. And uh, if they see anyone who's scrolling through channels, seeing that there's a race on, they watch the race. I just think it's a ploy to attract more of those kind of people. Because, mm. I mean, F1 fans, we're going to watch the sprint race no matter what, even yeah. if it's a snooze fest. Because it's a new format, right? Like I yeah, just yeah. think they are kind of trying, maybe like a way to to get more viewership. Um, I maybe I'm a, I'm very conservative, but uh, I I like the current system. Uh, but everyone mm. is uh, everyone is resistant to change at the start. Uh, anyway, there's like the proper qualifying system takes place anyway. Uh, is the proper qualifying on Friday or Saturday for the sprint? It's on Friday. Friday. I mean, come on. Then you have three days of entertainment, so you yeah, have yeah, yeah. you have three a qualifying days of on essentially. Yeah, I mean that's awesome because a lot of people <laughs> skip Friday anyway because it's just free yeah. practice. So it's almost a it's pretty uh, smart move actually. I'm quite impressed. Uh, it'll, it'll definitely increase viewership. Yeah, yes. Right. Now I just wanted to ask, like, before I give my views, uh, do you know how's the tire allocation going to be like? Because if we have qualifying on Saturday, so I believe they will use that also. Or you know, qualifying Friday, you use that for Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah. Saturday's race. So how is Saturday's tire location determined, I or is it just okay? No, it's okay. So here's what it is: is they they will be given one set of tires for the practice session on Saturday, right. and teams can decide which compound they want to do, okay. and they will be given another set for the sprint race itself, and okay. teams get to decide that as well. Okay, so how and does they will have... how does the tire you use on the sprint race affect what tire you use for the race? I don't think it does actually. Okay, so, so basically, you're free to choose any tires for the yeah. main race. So if it's a free choice of tires, then I think won't everyone just go on softs for for the normal qualifying on Friday? Um. Yeah. Quite likely. Yeah. <laughs> if there's no choice, then everyone's gonna take the fastest compound. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess uh, we find that out how you know the whole system works. Yeah. I know, don't really think I I don't think that would be the case because if everyone takes softs then you are kind of tr- throwing the tire management out of the window. Which I mean, I that's, that's, one of the, that's the point of sprint race. Yeah, I think that's you one of the points of sprint management. race. Mm-hmm. You just want the drivers to go all out and uh, just yeah. give it everything they've oh, got. That's what, 60 minutes race, is it? It's uh, 100 km. 100 km, so that's... God knows what that is. Um, Arguably, <laughs> oh, it's probably 20, 30 minutes then. Okay. Uh, yeah, apparently it's a roughly one third of the yeah. whole race. So it's probably about 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, oh, okay. Oh, I just it's just a short explosive action for everyone to enjoy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I will save my judgment until I 
until the end of this weekend i guess mm-hmm. next episode next i'm weekend. sure we'll yeah i next episode i'm sure we'll discuss it uh at length for me i feel it's it's a good i mean i'm 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 i like new change basically yeah. so i'm keen mm-hmm. on seeing how it plays out uh will it improve racing that's uh well debatable i mm. feel saturday will be fun but yeah. my main concern is more for sunday right because let's say if you you know cuz saturday if you determine the cars who finish the fastest so if you're going to start them because you know if you start them on sunday the same way because you know how the current system works is you know you're qualifying you have the fastest car right. so even though some cars they might not have the race pace they have that quality pace to be up on the grid and yeah. maybe cause a bit of different like yeah. lando does yeah. for example the mclaren you know yeah so um i don't know if that that will still play a part because if you know if that's how the grid lines up let's say the race grid lines up the same way on sunday i hope you guys get what i'm trying to say yeah i am i am. I, i get yeah. it the the so, polar opposite of oh go on go on, go on. finish first Yeah so I feel that might make the Sunday's race a bit mundane right but at the same time I feel maybe because if there's a free tire choice for Sunday then then that could spice things up because a lot of different drivers could opt for different strategies mm-hmm. and being the fastest then you know there is a lot of uh, variability with the strategy which might help some of the drivers who are arguably slower on the fastest tire to maybe go up I don't know right but I guess we'll see it after Silverstone how right. it plays out the polar opposite of that will be a driver that's struggling and qualifying but kills it during race day which is ricardo so mm. if mm-hmm. we take what happened uh this weekend or last weekend as any sort of benchmark so let's say uh last last weekend ricardo finished 13th in the qualifying so on friday's qualifying ricardo finishes 13th on the sprint race on saturday he finishes 7th all of a sudden sunday is starting on 7th so mm. that's uh if you take the race results yeah, of yeah. austria and say and you just put it as the starting grid he's beating both ferraris in the race absolutely no questions mm-hmm. asked so uh it's maybe it's a, it's a, it's a good thing in terms of ricardo mm-hmm. and drivers that tend to have that race pace but just kind of lose it a bit in qualifying yeah, so yeah. Uh, i guess we'll know i want to say speaking now that we've discussed it i am actually looking forward to it uh 3 <laughs> days uh, should be pretty fun i yeah I mean uh, I'm I feel it's it's a good play like we as F1 right we need to try different things out you know right. try things which you know might improve the entertainment as well and the racing as well yeah, so I believe that's a case of both like with the spring race cuz you know like you said BK we're going to have three days of action entertainment yeah. cuz honestly at the I mean I'm not saying Friday is bad by any means now it's just that Friday is not entertaining right. a lot of us can just skip it yeah. I I admit it I skip Fridays oh dude And I just focus on Saturdays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just skip Fridays and focus on Saturdays and Sundays. Right. So in terms of entertainment-wise, that's definitely good. So that's mm-hmm. going to bring F1 viewership and money as well, mm-hmm. which I hope is not their point because at the end of the day, we want to see the cars closer and racing. Yeah. So uh, yeah. whether that's going to happen, I guess we'll only find out when we try it out. Right. But we cannot just have like one race, like let's say Silverstone. We need to have our proper judgment after the three races. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. But yeah, we can, you need more data, yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So final verdict, we will have to decide at the end of the third race. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, going on to our upcoming race predictions, which is right. obviously Silverstone. It's uh, happening 16 to 18 July, which will be next weekend, not this weekend, but the following weekend. And it's going to be so, full house. Yeah, it's going to be full house. It's going to be <laughs> yeah. greater passing capacity. Yeah. 
even yeah. for football now i think recently they announced that uh, they are going full capacity in stadiums sooner mm-hmm. yeah i think the euros and finals and finals yeah will so, be full house finally, no, i don't think so i think 60% last is it after 19 july i think it will be 100% ah okay. so are we, talking, are we talking about silverstone Silverstone is 100 or 60. Yeah, I'm talking Silverstone is 100%, okay. but I'm talking like if you're talking about football, if I'm not wrong it's 9 after 19 July it's 100%. Right. Ah, okay. Mm. Well. So, um uh, yeah, I think I think yeah, I think it'll be nice to see the crowd back because mm-hmm. uh last season we actually had an amazing race with Max almost catching Lewis. Uh oh, was oh, that the, yeah. there were, there were two races in Britain, two races. right? Was yeah. it the first or the second one? I can't remember now, yeah. but I know it was Britain. Yeah, I want to say first because we know there weren't two uh, British Grand Prix. I'm pretty sure the second I one. I think it was, was the 70th anniversary. One was, I think. one was the 70th anniversary yeah. celebration. Ah, uh, whatever. Race. They both happened in Silverstone, so yeah, they I mean, did. Yeah. Yep. So if there was a crowd on for that, it would have been crazy. But I think oh, it's yeah. nice to finally see a bit of crowd. Uh, back actually, the crowd in Austria was actually pretty crazy. After oh, yeah. after Max won, by the time he hit the first corner, the aerial cameras couldn't pick anything up because of all the yeah. orange smoke so uh Dutch be, fans are nice. crazy yeah yeah it's nice to have the fans back <laughs> yep so uh predictions wise uh Tarun you want to go first oh um i i mean it's it's a really big race for hamilton obviously mm. home race so i fingers crossed that he wins but right. um How are we going to do this? Are we going to give qually predictions? No, or... let's just uh, you guys just want to do the sprint race. Yes, yeah. And of course yeah. we let's Whoever, just yeah. Let's just say who's going to start on the first yeah. place grid on Sunday yeah. and uh, who's going to win it. I'll say Max will take pole and uh, hopefully Hamilton to win it. Okay. Uh okay, you want me to go next? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, I think uh, even last year yeah, in uh, Well, actually, I can't use last year's result. Anyway, that's out the window. Uh, I think uh, in terms of Verstappen and Hamilton, I think uh, Verstappen's been killing it. So I'm gonna continue to back Verstappen uh, to win. Red Bull have by far the fastest car on the grid. They shouldn't really have any problem. And uh, given their their sort of dependence on downforce and their cornering speed is higher than the Mercedes, mm-hmm. and uh, so that'll give them a lot of. Uh, they can carry more pace through the S's. I feel so that'll give yeah. them a bit more time. So I'm gonna say Max pole and Max to win. Okay. Uh, for me, I guess I feel maybe on Saturday Hamilton might come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least I'm hoping because maybe the Silverstone crowd and with Mercedes, because Mercedes are generally pretty good at Silverstone. Let's not forget that. Yeah, that's true. And with this two weeks break, I feel Mercedes can find that two three tenths, which is the gap between uh, Red Bull. Or yeah. Max at least. So maybe I'm hoping for a close qualifying on Friday. Uh, as of the sprint races and stuff, I don't know how it's going to be. But I think overall, I feel I think Max might come out on top. Yeah. Because I think uh, that uh, Red Bull have a lot of better race pace at the moment, at least. Although it might seem like sometimes Mercedes do have the better race pace, but I think uh, like BK said, the overall package uh, Red Bull have the better package. Right. But I think it's going to be tight. And my bold prediction is going to be Russell into the points for his home race. Okay, oh, it'll be nice to how see. How great would that be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will, I'll take that. Uh, I'll take that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let one of the Ferraris finish without points. Okay, anything <laughs> to see Russell get some points, man. Uh, whatever happens, we all know Gasly is going to qualify in sixth. 
because that's that's a thing nowadays. Mister Six. Yep. Yeah. So what's Gasly's car number? Ten. Oh, yeah. okay, close. I I thought it was 6 for a moment. I don't know why. Uh, it would have been even better, but yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have been much better, but yep. Yep. Um so that's our predictions. Come back in 2 weeks to find out how wrong we were as usual. <laughs> um so, anyway, moving on to our last segments of this episode. Hell of the week. Let's go. What do we have? Uh I'm going to have to say Even though Perez had two penalties, I think uh, he still finished in the points. So I'm gonna have to give it to the man with the other two penalties. I'm gonna say Yuki Sonoda for making the same mistake twice. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a uh, that's a good call. Uh, I would. I mean, I like Yuki. He's a yeah, yeah. angry bird, fun to watch. But this yeah. week it's on yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. For me, the L of the week is not a driver. But mm-hmm. it's rather a race, which is going to be Australia, which is going to be cancelled. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. Because yeah. I really love Albert Park as a circuit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although it's not the most, you know, fancy of a circuit for overtaking and stuff, but as a spectacle, Melbourne, heart of the city, it's like you know Singapore, how we have a race in downtown, similar, yeah. similar thing in Melbourne, street race. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're gonna miss Melbourne. I think it's it's always fun, like especially as a beginning, like start of the race and uh, like start of the season. Melbourne's always a great spectacle to be in, so hopefully we go there next year in 2022 at least. Right. Yeah. Hopefully. 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 Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's it's just the the right place that you want to start off the season. Yeah. So maybe this year not so much, not missed as much, but uh, yeah, yeah. I really hope we can start the next season there next year. Right. Just a just a surprise tint a bit, ah, uh, because you know we have a slot there now with Austria Australia going off, mm-hmm. so organizers are looking for like one more race to fill up. Um, that I I don't think there's rumors of this, but what if organizers? Because you know, uh, being in November, I think Australia starts like organized to be in no- November, right? This yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being in November, it's going to be hard to have races in Europe because of winter. Yeah. And North America as well, because they'll have winter. So the only logical place to go is Middle East. So maybe see a Jeddah double header. Oh, or no. oh. <laughs> no. Can we go back to Bahrain, dude? I don't. Can we take on the oval? I don't have much hope for Jeddah <laughs> as a circuit, to be honest. Yeah, uh, true. But true. you know, I I was actually hoping almost. At least it's not. At least we don't get Abu Dhabi double header. I'll be happy. Yeah, right. <laughs> but who knows? They they made those changes to the track. What if it actually becomes a raceable circuit? No, oh, I mean we shall see. Hmm. Yeah. I was kind of but hoping. Yeah, I... I was kind of hoping we'll go back to South Africa, maybe. Because uh, it's oh, been very Lami. long since we went to I South Africa. Know, yeah. yeah. No, it's, but the uh, thing about Kailami Circuit is I don't know if you guys know it's it's not a great one. It's great two rather. A, so oh okay so that's the only that issue one. with Kailami <laughs> is that they don't have proper F1 type runoffs and stuff. Right. So the circuit is fine. Like in terms of spectacle, it's a great circuit. But yeah, they just don't have the. They need to create some new infrastructure for that oh. to happen. Right. You guys have forgot is... about the homeland boys. What about India? Boot, oh, boot, boot! International Speedway, let's go. Would be uh, great, yeah. of course. <laughs> no, yeah, but it's not gonna happen. Yeah, it's not gonna yeah, happen. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> the state yeah. that things are in in India right now, I don't think it's a possibility. Absolutely, no. But I would yeah. like to see. I there's nothing particularly special about the boot circuit. It's just it's nice to have India on the. Yeah. So now India yeah, isn't exactly. there. Singapore isn't there. It's like oh man, what yeah. do I have to look forward to? Honestly, they should just bring back Singapore and put it in November. I don't mind. <laughs> you know, actually, if they have a odd, oh, but the gap is in November, is it? 
Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I was kind of hoping for a double header in Spa, but uh, I guess that's not. Nah, yeah. nah, it can't happen. I mean, the other circuit which could probably go to Sepang if they want to go to Asia. Oh, but then uh, even Malaysia is having quite high COVID. So yeah, yeah, this thing. Be high. Dude, if they they are gonna give Yas Marina, dude, I, <laughs> I'm not. I reckon ready. it's either somewhere in the Middle East, mm-hmm. or they might do a double header in um, Americas. Well, they, I think they might Brazil. be doing Austin already. Yeah. Oh, oh, there's rumors Brazil might get cancelled because of COVID. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, all god. the good races are getting are in the bin, yeah. man. Honestly. Even in Japan, I think Suzuka is has a question mark on it. Even though, like, I I don't understand why because Japan's already hosting the Olympics, so I don't yeah, exactly so all the all the good circuits are being F1 taken be? out. What? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> come no, on, we shall man. see. Uh, maybe a maybe a triple header in Mexico. It's a race before Brazil. Oh, you know. I, I say I'll take it. Mexico is quite a fun circuit. Yeah, it's fun. quite a fun yeah. race. But yeah. uh, anything to prevent a double header in freaking Abu Dhabi, dude. <laughs> My body can't take that. My body yeah. can't take two Abu Dhabis in two weekends, dude. That's impossible. <laughs> no, actually, yeah. it would be a double header in Saudi. Yeah, uh, yeah I first. think that's a realistic way to go. Saudi or go back to Bahrain. Uh, I wouldn't Bahrain. mind going back to Bahrain. Bahrain is a uh, solid take circuit. Oval. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and they can even, uh, you know, like they did last year. They actually modified the circuit. They took away a few of a, a few of the turns exactly. to make a completely mm. different circuit. So I mean, anything is possible. We'll see if it happens. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I think right now we've been running for almost an hour. <laughs> we should move on. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, moving on to dub of the week. Okay, dub um, of the week. Stephen, Russell David. for me. Yeah, true. Okay. George, uh, okay, I'll say George Russell, I guess. Yeah, George Russell for making it into Q3 in Williams mm-hmm. for the first time. I was going to say Max Verstappen because he got the pole, he got the win, and he got the fastest lap. It's yeah. A triple crown for him today. Yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of fastest lap, uh, I think this is this just a detail I'm throwing in right now. I think the first, the sprint race winner actually gets a championship point. No yeah. matter they where get three. They, they get three. three? Yeah, yeah, top yeah. three. Oh, uh, the podium spots are three, three to one. No matter where you finish during the race. Yes. Oh, dude, that's big. Yeah. Oh. So in terms of championship, that's going to be pretty yeah. big. Yeah. That's going to be massive. Yeah. yeah. Even in constructors, let's say if McLaren try to get up. Oh to yeah, absolutely. That's like help a lot. Yeah, that yeah. might be McLaren's almost. Well, if if it was a regular thing, I think that might be McLaren's key to kind of beating Mercedes. But mm. uh, since we are only seeing it in three days, I don't think it will have that much impact. Yeah. Yeah. It remains to be seen how how good or how bad it will be. <laughs> yep. Personally, I'm not yep. complaining about seeing um, three different, like having three entertaining days of racing. I guess. Yeah. I mean, we we shall right. reserve our judgment after the third yeah, race. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any other mentions for dub of the week? Uh, no. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess no, not really. I guess you could say Carlos because Carlos fought back pretty well from behind to take P six. Mm. Uh, I think so both uh, both Ferraris had a good race. Both Ferraris had a really yeah. good drive. Yeah, you could say Ferrari. I mean, with the car they have, I guess P seven, no P eight and P six, right? P eight and P five. Oh yeah, P five. Yeah, yeah. Perez yeah, yeah, penalty, correct. Yeah, yeah. So that that's pretty good actually for Ferrari. Yeah, if you look at it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'll say uh, double the week is Russell. I'm happy giving it to Russell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I have a small little honorable mention for double of the week. Okay, that is my friend in England who saw the Alpine car in real life. Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, we saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're watching or you're probably listening to this. Yeah, 
talking about you. Okay. <laughs> um, and with that, I think we can uh, wrap up this episode. It's uh, episode number five now, and uh, it's been great doing this. So once again, please do check us out on YouTube. Please subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel. Please follow our YouTube. Uh, please follow us on uh, Spotify. Both these places as the Next Team Podcast. And we are also on Instagram at the Next Team SG. So do follow us there as well. And we'll be back after Silverstone to talk about that race. So until then, ciao guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.